goal. <laughs> in my opinion, it seemed like Kurt Angle was trying to get in the head of Brock Lesnar. I don't think it worked. Well, last week on SmackDown, Kurt Angle got to the ribs that Angle slammed through the steel chair. Remember, re-injured the ribs that Brock broke a couple of months back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, three days away from WrestleMania on pay-per-view and joint production of SmackDown and Raw, things really get kicking on Sunday Night Heat with the World Tag Team titles on the line. Chief Marley and Lance Thor versus RBD and Kane. Oh, yeah, RBD and Kane getting a golden opportunity at WrestleMania. From SmackDown, the Cruiserweight Championship on the line, Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio. That's gonna sensei of matter to hold on to the Cruiserweight Championship when he faces the human highlight reel known as Rey Mysterio. Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. After a five-year absence, HBK returns to the scene of some of his greatest moments, WrestleMania. The Undertaker and Nathan Jones to meet Big Show and A-Train. The teacher and the students hooking up to take on a very, very large duo. A triple threat match for the women's title. Chris Stratus, Victoria, and Jazz. Victoria is going to defend her championship against the two top challenges from Raw. A triple threat match for the WWE Tag Team titles. Benoit Rido, Team Angle, and Los Guerrero. I can't wait for this one. The three best tag teams from right here on SmackDown collide at WrestleMania for the Tag Team Champ. Triple H puts the world title on the line against Booker T. The World Heavyweight Championship is on the line as Raw's most talked about match will be settled at the granddaddy of all. Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. The two greatest athletes to grace the WWE ring will face each other for the ultimate prize, the WWE Championship. Stone Cold Steve Austin meets that man, The Rock. At the single biggest event of the year, the two biggest superstars of all time collide one-on-one. -on -one. And in 20 years in the making, McMahon, Hogan in a street fight. Over 20 years of resentment, jealousy, and envy come to a head in front of 50,000 fans at WrestleMania. It is now a street fight. If Hulk Hogan loses, he must retire, never wrestle again anywhere in the world. And remember, Mr. McMahon, I'm telling you, he is loaded with aggressiveness. He's going to bring it to the Let's get into wrestling talk. It's been over an hour. We've been talking about Jay-Z and all these other things. Let's get into wrestling talk. I want to talk about pre as we go into WrestleMania 19, season 19 of WrestleMania. I want to talk about stuff in the Wrestling Observer that happened before WrestleMania, all these massive events. Are you ready, my friend? Let's go. January 27, 2003, in the newsletter, there was a lot of opposition to McMahon's decision to bring Hogan back after the two had a falling out over Hogan's refusal to come back and put Brock Lesnar over at Survivor Series 2002. <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't put him over, Brock had to lose the title. <laughs> it's a big show. <laughs> um, it had been clear that Hogan himself was angling to come back for the big mania payoff, and the match with McMahon, with the odds had been seemingly lessened until the past week. Um, this, this McMahon match with Hogan was supposed to happen at SummerSlam um, 2002. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. A lot of disagreements. Hogan essentially not really feeling it anymore in terms of where the direction of his character was going. Mind you, this is like six months in his return. He won the WWE title a month ago. Yeah, what, what, wasn't he always saying, oh, I'm feeling hurt, uh, I'm feeling hurt, or he's not feeling it? I think he'd always bring up like injuries. 
he wasn't the, well, nah, he wasn't the direction. He wasn't the main focus. And why the fuck would you? <laughs> Have you seen what we've crafted over the last 10 years? Uh, We're making bread, guy. We got Kurt Angle, Undertaker, yeah. H, Chris Rock. Jericho, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar. Yes, I think it's not going to be about Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I think he just wouldn't. I, I, I just, I, I just feel like he, when he's not the focal point, that's a problem. But one thing about Vince is that he's not going for none of that shit. So like Hogan had to eventually fall in line or, or get the fuck out. February third, two thousand three, according to an. This is all from Observer, by the way. According to an article by someone using the pseudonym Jake T. Icon, um, who claimed to have been an extra on the set of Hell Dorado. I think Hell Dorado becomes the rundown. Yes. Um, the two talked about his future and claimed that he and The Rock claimed that he would wrestle at No Way Out against Hogan and at WrestleMania against Goldberg and then retire from wrestling. He said it wasn't a retirement for good, but with so many movie projects he wouldn't have time to do wrestling, but was planning a returning someday when he's not as hot of a commodity in Hollywood. When Johnson made his deal to return a few weeks ago, he said he had no plans to retire because he understood the value of being on the WWE television, which is syndicated around the world, and that presence helps his box office power. However, he would not commit to anything past the April pay-per-view, even before word got out of him doing a song role in the Walking Tall remake that starts filming in May. So The Rock, back for a short period of time, but still will not commit to a full-time schedule ever again. Nor does he. I mean, he never wrestles full-time ever again. The closest he's ever been, this is the last like run that he's had um, where he's wrestling. He's having matches against the Hurricane and Jeff Hardy and Goldberg and Stone Cold Steve Austin, wrestling in Battle Royals on Monday Night Raw. This is the last absolute run of The Rock um, until he pretty much becomes like, you know, box office part-timer. We need him for the WrestleMania, and that's kind of where we're going with it. I mean, what a run that it was. I mean, everyone remembers. They don't, if they don't remember like 2001, 2002, kind of it is, and it is kind of a blur because he's in and out so much. Um, the last run that he has here, you know, from 2002, mid 2002, all the way up to now, is is really like the the one that people remember in terms of the 2000s. And I mean, you had the the rock concerts, you had the hurricane stuff, you had all of that stuff going on, and I I. I I would say that like he was getting his wins and he was winning probably a lot more than he probably ever did as a face, but like he was still giving back to a lot of the younger talent and the talent that were that were going to be staying there. Absolutely. Look what he did with Brock. Look what he did with Brock. I mean, Brock destroyed him, destroyed him, <laughs> and then he he, you know, Brock became a star after that. You know what I mean? And 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 that was his like first big kind of event. Did we talk about that match? Yes, we did. SummerSlam. Yeah. Wow. No. Um, March 3rd, 2003. Paul Heyman is pulled from the SmackDown creative team. Boy, how things have not changed. The changes in creative is much more a complicated issue with Heyman being removed from the SmackDown writing team, which will now be headed by David Lagana. Um, talked about a little bit about Lagana's background. Says wrestlers were officially told that Heyman is still uncreative, but his role has been changed to consultant for both Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, and that it is not a demotion. Obviously, it is. Um, <laughs> exactly what caused this was unclear, other than signs have been out that a change was going to happen for several weeks and perhaps longer. Some say that it's been inevitable for, for some time. Both Heyman's and Gewirtz were suspended one week from creative last month by Stephanie McMahon after an argument between the two got heated during a meeting at the company office 
and both were said to be acting in an unprofessional manner. Do you remember that from the book? Did he talk about it in the book? Uh, yes, they do. Um, in the Gewurz book, um, they talk about the the fight. It was more like a scuffle. Um, but he but but Brian also feels as though Heyman did it on purpose. Um, he also talks about just their their rivalry just in general is being very contentious, and that was that was like really like a Vince McMahon kind of created rivalry, right? Where he wanted yeah. them to be he wanted them to be competitive. <laughs> exactly. And um Heyman would would you know give people you know talking about him behind his back and all types of stuff. Like the, the book actually starts on a like him being taken to wrestler's court and uh Kurt Angle and Edge and Christian and all of them are in it and he's in he's in court with Edge and Christian. They're they're all being tried. Uh, because they believe, or Hardcore Holly believe that uh, he should be like, WWE champion. No, no, <laughs> he believed that Edge and Christian were working with Brian to get over and to get push and to get a push, and mm-hmm. they were leaving guys like him out. And it's just a fascinating story to open the book. Like I, I, I really enjoy that book. If you guys haven't read it yet, um, Gwert's view more closely resembles to that of McMahon. Heyman's downfall as being an <laughs> Heyman's downfall as being an incredible manipulator, which at times serves him well, is that sometimes he manipulates himself into positions and it becomes hard to get out of. There's also frustration internally that at times Heyman is hard to get a hold of, particularly now that he's on the road. Heyman is said not to be good at dealing with decisions when his decisions get overruled. He also has a different philosophy of what wrestling is in the Vince McMahon at the end of the day, even though he recognizes that in the end, the show is McMahon's. Um, you also get into frequent and more public political battles. So the the tone of SmackDown shifts um, immensely once Heyman is gone. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's a lot of stuff that shifts going into the WrestleMania 20, um, WrestleMania 19 and coming out of it, um, as we'll see in this. Um, March 10th, Kurt Angle is injured. Angle, the most valuable full-time performer in the company, had an MRI on his neck on March 3rd, and the results have come in that he has severe neck damage. He'll become the eighth WWE wrestler over the past number of years ago under the surgery of Dr. Lloyd Youngblood. He does not. Um, he gets the he gets surgery from another doctor that brings him back in two months. Yeah. Um, and that and there and therein lies the beginning of like really a lot of issues that will continue with Kurt for the rest of his career. Absolutely. Um and this was supposed to sideline him for about a year, which would have been perfect. I mean, leaving out at the WrestleMania thing, but I don't think we'll talk about Kurt in a little bit. Well, we talk about Kurt at the fucking end, but <laughs> we'll talk about kind of like how he is. Um, his symptoms, shooting pain down both of his arms, numbing in fingers and burning sensation in his neck has gotten worse while on the South Africa tour this week. Edge is also going under neck surgery. Do they go to South Africa anymore? No. They was going everywhere. They was going fucking everywhere, bro. Australia, South Africa, you name it. Um, Edge is undergoing neck surgery. Um, Edge was originally supposed to be placed in the where Rhino is on a WrestleMania card. <laughs> um, Orton, Dave Batista, Bubba Ray tag match happened where all the guys got injured. Um, as you can probably, I think it's in one of their documentaries. Um, yeah. Angle was rumored to actually being taken out of the WrestleMania match and going to be replaced with Chris Benoit. Um, but ultimately, they did not go with that decision. And you see it kind of played out with the WWE Championship match that they had between Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar on SmackDown, where 
Kurt Angle's brother, Eric Angle, eventually jumps in um, as the fake Angle. Angle comes in, rolls him up with a small, with a school, school boy, rolls him up with a small package, and then uh, wins the match. Um, and that's how they kind of get out of that little spot. Um, and then on March 24th, Goldberg signs to WWE. And we're off to the races there. You officially yeah. signed. Right um, before. And it's like, what? when is he going to show up? And it's like, Nobody knows when he shows up, but I think his 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 entrance into would you say that's the beginning of like the post the Raw after Mania surprises? Um, it depends if you count X Pac as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> if you count X Pac as a surprise, if you count after WrestleMania fourteen that new DX thing, if you count that as the beginning of it, but this was like massive. This was like way more bigger than that. Oh, great! Someone's at the door. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> do you want to open up WrestleMania 19? Yeah, go ahead. We, yeah, we can do it. WrestleMania 19 uh, emanated from Seattle, Washington and Save Cold Field. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest WrestleManias in, 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 that, in that state. Record-breaking 54,000 fans. Uh, and they resulted in ticket earnings of $2.76 Now, when you think about it now, and of course, we're like, we're taking inflation into account that is actually like nothing like how much money they make here and, I, and like i was just saying Mill, i was talking about how much money they grow so they said two points uh they, well, oh, i heard it? it all don't worry you're in my ear oh it was uh 2.76 million that's nothing compared to what they that's make now <laughs> yeah like it, like they make so much more and i don't know if it's ticket prices were lower then or, or what but it was it was crazy like it uh you you had a bevy of 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 uh musical guests including ashanti singing America the Beautiful. Ooh, I think boy, I was th- about to bring that up. Uh, let's skip ahead of this. Or were, were, did, no, they, they, cut did they, sh- they cut it out. They cut it out. They cut it out, right? So, yeah, that, I was like, did I miss her being on it? And when I was doing my research, I was like, oh, shit. Like, it wasn't. She's not in it at all. Uh, but, I mean, when you think about it, this this mania is so important for a lot of reasons. Obviously, for the, the real coronation of Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but also the final matches of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you, you had you had really the final kind of showdown of Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan uh, for the time being. Uh, and, and you know, you had all types you know, of, of... It's the final WrestleMania that Hulk Hogan wrestles on. So, yeah. yeah. And, yes. and, and again, I think, it, yeah, it is. Because he, he's not back yeah. for 20. No, yeah, he's not. No, he's not back for twenty. He just he's 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 done after that because he he would exit the company short really shortly. Well, no, not shortly after this. He exited the company later that year. Getting to get beat up by Jeff Jarrett, I think. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's like you know what I can I can steal some money from somebody else. But again, this is widely considered to a lot of people to be one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, or if not the best WrestleMania of all time. And and. They would not be wrong because looking no. back at this, I mean, my favorite forever will have a place in my heart is WrestleMania 17 for various reasons. But I can't help to say I watched WrestleMania 19 and didn't think like, damn, this is like, there's not a bad fucking match on this card. Absolutely. Even the short ones are good. Yeah. Like, and it's a it's a much more breezier watch than I guess because now I'm used to like these five hour fucking pay per views. Um, but it feels like a breezier watch than anything. And maybe because they cut it, match it up. I mean, they cut out Ashanti singing God Bless America, but they don't definitely don't count out Limp Biscuit doing all his fucking hits. Um, I, I wonder what the what the 
usually I kind of could guess why they cut cer- certain stuff out, but I, I can't really, I don't really know why they, why they would have cut Ashanti out, whether they, they couldn't get clearance. She might've still been with Murder Inc. at that time. They probably didn't want to clear her for the network. Who knows? Why, why they didn't want her in there? Oh, that's true. Yes. From the ink. No, it was probably the ink at this time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, because the, the, certainly the song isn't copyrighted because it's in other WrestleManias on the network. I've, I've seen the, I've seen the America to be, so it's probably a, probably a, um, a parents issue and they probably didn't pay for her parents um to to live in perpetuity interesting okay so we're going to safe Field, washington wrestlemania 19 of course first of all the the opening thing is fucking incredible it they is always, they do a great job at these opening bits for wrestlemania of getting you hype and you know um motherfuckers uh kurt angle running up the steps Brock Lesnar doing his thing while interpolating all these other various WrestleMania moments. Um, it's incredible. Like I have it on the background right now and it's, it's going wild. Um, we kick off with a cruiserweight championship match between Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio. Great timing as Rey. This is Rey Mysterio's first WrestleMania. We may be entering his last WrestleMania to be honest with you. It could be, um, it could be. Uh, it's so funny. This is his first WrestleMania. And and it's crazy because well he had just debuted after Mania last year right like June yeah. or something yeah, yeah. so yeah oh. it, it, it's it's dope that he that he finally gets his moment here and the crowd fucking loves him hey this is Matt Hardy's first single venture at WrestleMania um, it's interesting he's the last Hardy left at this point Jeff Hardy's going through his various things and I do believe he's released around this time mm-hmm. uh, or if not he's sent to cut the drugs out or some shit like that. And it's um, a mania tradition for him to either be gone or be released or go to rehab right before. So, uh, great match. Rey Mysterio's attire. What did you think? Because I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I didn't really know what it was. Uh, <laughs> it, it it was quite odd. I I let me be clear. I ordered this or not? I my parents ordered this this WrestleMania when it happened. I will say that I have not watched it back since i maybe watched it really? one time since. I, I i may have literally bro i may have watched maybe i may i may have watched this three i've watched x7 definitely more times than i've watched this and whenever people talk about 19 i'm like it was good but then i'll talk about this later but the one match has kind of blemished it for me and i feel like i've kind of come around on that match but this is my first time watching it really as like a an adult just like analyzing it so like i forgot this match was on the card but I, I'll say that like they all worked fucking hard, and, and and I think that like for the time they got, they did a lot of shit. Absolutely. Um, after this great uh, WrestleMania things, we were introduced to the Miller Lite cat girl, cat fight girls are here. <laughs> because remember we're this. Still, we still old. I don't remember anything about the Miller. I was like, who are they? I kept in my brain. I was like, who are they? It was a it was a commercial series of of these women being like it was basically like duck season rabbit season but with humans and they were just women fighting was it like this this could never air today ever no I'm surprised it's still on the network <laughs> it's a multi segment I'm we're gonna go through all the segments right now because we might as well get this thing over with it's a yeah. multi segment part where at some point one of the cat girls is like I think Vince McMahon is gonna win. Well, I think Hulk, Hulk Hogan is going gonna win. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> is Vince McMahon 
Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon. So they said, you know what? Let's settle it out by the ring. And they have this great, one thing I'll say about this WrestleMania, the, the little flatbed stage thing off to the right. Perfect. I like it. Yeah. I was like, what? They set up a bed there. They was like, oh, we're going to have a pillow fight. They get out. Then then um, Tori Wilson shows up. And, of course, you got to tear her top off because that's what she does. Um, <laughs> Stacey Kleber- Keebler shows up. She also tears her top off. Um, they go wrestling. coaches there for whatever reason. Uh, trying to comment it. He gets rolled up or something along those lines. And they win the match. And all the girls, topless, <laughs> are holding up each other's hands as this big WrestleMania moment. And luckily there's actually a women's match on this car or else it would be yeah. it. <laughs> it would be a whole sausage match. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. So, so after the the after that whole sequence, we gotta rev it up because you know what time it is? It's Limbiscuit time, baby. Yes, it's sir. We rolling baby. How did you feel about this? It, it, WWE's favorite band in the world. Limp Biscuit in the whole wide world, <laughs> down, hands up and hands down, break up. They had the little Limp Biscuit girls, <laughs> it was tired. It was like, We've been doing this dance for uh 300 shows at this point. <laughs> Rolling oh, came out oh. in 2001, it is 2003, and you are still doing this song, my nigga. It is time to hang it up. And they're not fucking with crack oh, addict. I'm sorry, they don't that doesn't fare good. much better. Hey man, I'll say this. Listen, I liked it. <laughs> I hadn't heard <laughs> live in a while. They had little break dancing, little crackers <laughs> doing shit on the top of the stage and shit. Um, and then eventually, Undertaker rolls out, um, has this great motorcycle moment in a very strange WrestleMania. Encounter, so it's Undertaker versus the Big Show and A Train. But there was supposed to be one more member of this whole thing, Nathan Jones. Yes, talk about Nathan Jones. What do you remember about Nathan Jones, if anything? Nathan Jones, the Aussie guy who was in prison, and he had all these vignettes about him getting out of prison, and he was coming in to break some faces. He had been in a couple action movies. I think he, he had been a stuntman or some type of martial artist. So he actually has some real credentials. He comes in and he fucking stinks like shit. He's terrible in the ring. I see. I had the displeasure of watching a couple of his matches on SmackDown. And I said, this guy is ass. Like he was absolutely terrible. But the thing is, is that just like a lot of the guys at that time, you see it with fucking Kozlov see it with fucking Heidenreich and a lot of other people. They had that look that Vince loved, but they fucking stunk like shit in the ring. Like, they were terrible. And so, because he was so terrible, they had to find a way to get him out of the match. And they ended up beating him up before the show so that Undertaker could take this match. Yeah, on Sunday Night Heat, in the bathroom. I would never put my face on the floor of that shower that he was in. He's fucking wild, unless he, like, wiped it down before he did it. They lay him out, and it ends up being a handicap match probably between under. Probably ain't his first time. Man. He the he the Colossus <laughs> of Buggle Road, my guy. Come on, like those are some floors slipping like. It's so funny, but it also probably saved Taker from actually 
losing the streak that year because like it, it was like okay we got to just have taker go over at this point because all the shit we put him through like they put taker more than anyone you see a lot of these people complaining online about what they've been through or what they're going through in wwe and aew and shit like that taker took everything and took it in stride bro he 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 teamed with anyone lost to anyone bro because he looked until, at it until probably the day of wrestlemania where he's like i'm not doing this shit <laughs> <laughs> handicap me have him come out. He does it. Well, the match is what it is. <laughs> big nigga, <laughs> big meaty men um, <laughs> doing big meaty things. Yeah. Um, abdominal stretches. First of all, Big Show doesn't look half bad here, but he still doesn't look great. He, um, he Big Show's not great for a long time. Okay. Like, <laughs> but I, I, it's weird. I liked A Train for various points. I don't know. He was just like, he looked big and burly and dangerous, even though he clearly was not. I mean, a year ago, he was a hip-hop hippo, so it really didn't matter what the fuck they did to him. I pre- I'm pretty sure it was Heyman that kind of, like, resurrected his career, named him A-Train instead of Albert, and kind of got that thing rolling before he goes off to Japan. Um, but, you know, Undertaker is getting beat up. Nathan Jones comes, kicks Big Show in the head at the aisle, Um Taker throws train into Jones. Nathan Jones also kicks um, the the A train. Apparently, referee lets it go. He was like, "I guess he was supposed to be in a match. I guess he made it." After <laughs> um, he gives him a kick that you could tell missed. Yeah, <laughs> it did. But guess what? That was his only spot. You better have been practicing that in the bathroom for two hours. Um, <laughs> Taker hits a tombstone on A train. Impressive as hell. Well, Taker looks great, by the way. This I was like, "Oh my god." Men's probably as healthy as, yeah, probably the healthiest he had been in a, in a in a long time at that point. Yeah, absolutely. He, he had a he used to have a gut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know um, eating good. Um, Undertaker is now eleven and zero at WrestleMania. So shout out to that. Nathan Jones, Nathan Jones, boy, boy, I tell you. Next uh, matchup. Uh, do you want to talk about after this? After this this show? Go ahead. What happens? He he he's off TV for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And he comes back as the Colossus of Boggle Road, uh, and he becomes he becomes Heyman's Heat guy, uh, and and he's he gets put on Brock Lesnar's uh, heel Survivor Series team, and yes. uh, he he loses very quickly, and then he he uh, he leaves the company in the in the December after that. He's only back on TV for like two months, and then he's gone. Yeah. He quits. He says he doesn't want to do the travel of uh, things anymore. And then he actually has quite a film career after this. I mean, after 2003, he's in Troy. Um, he's in The Condemned. He's in Conan the Barbarian. He's in Mad, Mad Max, Fury Road, mm-hmm. um, Hobbs and Shaw. Yep. Um, <laughs> kind of bring it full circle for him. I'm sure he's like, Rock, I'm glad we both got out at the same time. <laughs> But before that, he was also in Scorpion King. He's a, he's in a Scorpion King movie. Oh yeah, okay. That's 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 full full circle right there. But yeah, he 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 gets money. He he really gets money. He's like a he's like a stuntman, like martial arts guy in these movies, and I think he does that well, where he doesn't have to actually like have that type of timing. On his Wikipedia, it says television, SmackDown, ten episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Um. Let's go. Um, they show some highlights of Heat. 
we're RVD and Kane. <laughs> we're wrestling. I don't even know if it was Storm and it was somebody. <laughs> they wrestled. It was either Storm and Regal or the Dudley Boys. But either way, um, no, the Dudley Boys interfered. So Storm and Regal actually win the tag team championships from Kane and RVD. Yes, or retain or something along those lines. I honestly, if it's on heat, the thing about pre shows and heats and kickoffs, you'll never be remembered on WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never be remembered on WrestleMania. I don't care if you were there. We don't remember Ali versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania, and we never will. Um, women's title, triple threat. Victoria versus Jazz versus Trish Stratus. Boy. Do you feel like they got to induct Jazz? They better. They have to. If what if they I mean if they inducted this year that's great. But I think that when you look at what what Jazz brought to this match, she made this match really watchable. And yeah. I think that the way that she worked, the way that it, it all came together in terms of like Jazz working the heat on getting the heat on Trish and 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 really working between the two women to to make sure that she was in just active throughout the whole match. Like there were some really cool spots here, and I think that it had this match was better than it had any right to be. Like I I think that still the the handicap match to me is like the weakest match of the show. Um, but this to this one to me for a women's match, I think it would have opened a lot of people's eyes. You know what I mean? To yeah. in terms of how hard they could work. I think they gave him. It's weird to say they gave him time because they still got seven minutes, only seven minutes. Right. But this match kind of got some time. I mean, it doesn't because of the time that they have, it doesn't really like lend itself to all the theatrics that kind of just get started, starts mm-hmm. kicking people and fucking throwing people and stuff like that. Um, jazz hitting power slams, double arm chicken wings, and all this other stuff. Victoria goes for a moonsault, misses. Um Tri- <laughs> Steven Richards comes in the ring with a steel chair, hits it right in his shout out to Steven Richards. I mean First of all, shout out to Steven Richards. He's going through it right now. I don't know if you've seen him. No. He he needs um money for medical bills, but he is like he's been in the hospital for quite a bit. So that's that sucks. Yeah. So shout out to Steven Richards. Hope you get well. He has this WrestleMania moment. He takes the satisfaction amazingly. This <laughs> uh, man hit a bounce. He was like, I'm on Vince seeing this, meanwhile, Vince is oiling up for his own match and shit, not even paying attention. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, get some oil on this shit. Um, Trish hits the chick kick on Victoria, pins her one, two, three, becomes women's champion. Really good match, man. Real really, good. Really- Real good. I- I'll say this a lot of the undercard, I didn't go less than like three. On a lot of these, on a lot of these matches, like they're 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 really solid matches on this. And the women's match, to be on a main card, and them to not be like they're not the 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 um bathroom match this year. Yeah, like they're not because it's just too big. There are too many big matches on this. So for them to be in that spot, they were in a hot spot. They were early in the show. People were still hot. They were hot for this match. Like it, everything, everything like meant something here. Like it, it, everything was monumental here, and, and the crowd was it. The crowd was into a lot of shit. <laughs> and they, Safeco was going off. They sounded um, way louder than fifty four thousand at times during the show. Like right. they, they really did. Absolutely. Um, after this, The Rock is interviewed by Coach. Said doesn't care how many people boo him. He says he is here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to beat that bald candy ass at WrestleMania. 
-hmm. He says, you may have, you know, he learned in Hollywood that act one and act two don't matter (laughs) as much (laughs) as three. (laughs) And he He says, he was kind of giving off, he was kind of giving off ideas that he knew what was going on too. Yeah. Yeah. I think he knew. I think he knew because it feels like, there are very few people who knew it feels like, but I feel like he generally was like, yo, this is my last hurrah. Um, yeah. And he was probably, I mean, he had to be told to finish in a match. So I assume he knew what was going down. Um, but he says, once he's done, he'll have done it all. And that ends up being like the impetus for his promo um, on the raw afterwards. Yeah. The next night. Yep. When it comes in um, SmackDown tag team titles, team angle, Versus Los Guerreros versus Chris Benoit and Rhino. I'll be honest, this was a good match, but I really didn't care. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was good. Uh, the finish was set up to make you believe that that Team Kurt Angle or Team Angle was going to take all the gold. So that's really the big major reason for this match being here. Um, I thought the Rhino spears at the end were just in fucking credible. They everyone took these spears like they were being murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I really enjoyed this match a lot. Again, like. They took something that was, and again, it felt kind of weird because if you remember at that time, SmackDown tag team matches were getting like 15 minutes. Like they were getting multiple segments on SmackDown with these yeah. matches. This is shorter than like your, your average SmackDown match. So that's why I was a little bit like us. Uh, it's a little bit like not disappointing, but a little bit less than what I expected from these three, especially just in terms of the, the, the amount of time that they got, which is like nine, 10 minutes. But I think that I think everyone had a chance to shine here and Team Angle picks up the victory. I think it's an interesting spot for Chris Benoit, um, who's always featured prominent on the card to be in. Um, but this is what happens. You know, you have various WrestleManias where you're not... WrestleMania 20, he goes on to win the world championship. You know what I'm saying? WrestleMania 18, he wasn't even fucking there. He had a broken mm-hmm. fucking neck. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting career arc for uh, one Benoit. Um, next up, you get you're the we get into the meat and potatoes of the card now. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. we get an incredible video package, first of all. Yeah. For Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. And I'm like, damn, so much. They hit Stacy with chairs and shit. Um, <laughs> and I grew up, they used to call me the young Shawn Michaels. Like, who? Nigga, who? <laughs> Since when? Um, it's weird. You see so much of like the current regime of AEW in this young Chris Jericho, right? Like yeah. you kind of see the 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 fire and the brashness and the attitude and all the other stuff like they have for him, and not the gun, <laughs> right? It's interesting considering Chris Jericho is kind of like placing the company. I'm not sure if he was gaining a lot of uh, favor at this time, especially post his undisputed title run era, um, mm-hmm. because he's working with. I mean, this is Shawn Michaels' return to WrestleMania. And he's working with Chris Jericho. That's a big fucking deal. And again, for like work rate heads, this was your mania yeah. for work rate heads. You had one spectacle match that was Vincent Hogan. The rest of it was like pure work rate, like like working guys yeah. for the rest of the show. They've never done this. Well, I think the closest they've gotten to this, and I said this to you last night, Mills, is 38, is, is last year's mania, night one, where they was all workers. Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. My hot take is, I think before watching it this time, a lot of people was like, this is like a five-star match. And I was like, I don't, 
I don't think I'd call it five stars. Um, I don't even think personally to me, for me, it wasn't the best match on the card. No. To me, but it was really, really good. And it's a really great technical wrestling match of these two. Um, even Chris Jericho as a heel, he's trying to edge to be the better performer than Shawn Michaels in this instance, but you can't outperform the showstopper. And they have these various instances. I mean, there's these great roll-ups, these, these fucking elbow drops, the, the, the backdrop off the top rope that turns into the crossbody. I was like, oh, I'd never seen that before as a kid. Um, it was so much going back and forth. The walls of Jericho counter, walls of Jericho counter, super he, kick counter. He puts him in the walls of Jericho so many times during this match. Yeah. He does it on the outside. He does it like everywhere that you could think to do the, the walls of Jericho. I thought their match had re- like I thought I had fucked the whole shit and it rewound because he was in yeah. another room with Jericho uh, out off the ropes again. But I think that selling the back because Michael Michael's had that surgically repaired back that they kept going to, and he was he was doing the backbreakers, the flip up backbreakers, the power bombs, all that stuff to work on his back was just such great psychology. And Michael sells so much. I don't think he had the the advantage in this match for more than like two minutes yeah. at a time. Yeah, yeah, he, he he doesn't at all. And I think he let I don't know if he let Chris Jericho, but it's, there's a lot of pacing of just Chris Jericho through this match, but. It's Shawn Michaels, like, this is Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels' return at SummerSlam 2002 was one of the greatest things ever, but I don't think we saw the caliber of match that we see here of him having those matches back in ninety in the 90s as we did here. Mm-hmm. Um, matches with Bret Hart, I mean, not like the big stupid ones with like Psycho Sid and shit, but like with Bret Hart and like Stone Cold Steve Austin and various other people, like, this is a really good match. Yeah. Is it my favorite match on the card? No, but it's a really, really good match. And I think Russ, Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania return, I even think the post-match stuff was great. Like, they, they, Shawn Michaels eventually, um, what is it? The, it's the cradle that wins, right? Not the super That's kick. The cradle wins. The know. cradle wins and not the super kick because it, it, it's to show that they're, like, evenly matched. That yeah. It's not, not to – and he does, he does hit the, the super kick on him. But it doesn't get the t- yeah. it doesn't get the three count. He kicks out of it. But it's to show that again, he can't take him out with the with the walls multiple times, and Sean can't take him out with the super kick. So how can he beat him? He has to outsmart him. But it's like they're they're so mm-hmm. even that Sean has to get desperate in order to win the match. And that's it's again, there's no better storyteller in wrestling than Shawn Michaels. But if there was a top five, Jericho's definitely in that spot too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so after the match, it's a great match. People are applauding. People are standing. It's a. It gets a great reaction from the crowd. It gets a great reaction from Jr. and King. To be honest with you, um, Shawn Michaels gets up. Chris Jericho comes in to embrace him, and they go hug. And you see this like outpour of emotional thing. And then Jericho, of course, kicks him in the, <laughs> kicks him in the groin, kicks him right in the dick. And I trust. <laughs> can't trust Jericho, and, bro. The feud continues after this. They have another. They have a rematch on Raw, um, where I believe Chris Jericho does win, and I don't know if the feud continues after that. I think it. Um, they shift them over because they would have that weird six. They would be part of that weird six person tag at Backlash next month. Yeah, ba- yeah. terrible pay per view. <laughs> the worst. This I feel like this could have led up to a Hell in a Cell match for sure, um, instead of the Hell in a Cell that we got this year. <laughs> well, I, I think um, 
we get we would get a better version of this feud that did to me have a five star match yeah. in a couple of years. So we we get a better version of this soon. So for people that were kind of disappointed at how it ended, they will come back around and do it the right way in a couple of years after this. Absolutely. Um, Goldberg video promo says he's coming to backlash. Crowd starts chanting Goldberg. Fire. Um, but 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 again, did you know who he was going to face at that point? Were you like, no? Nope. Well, I mean, because I, I didn't read that. I, didn't. See that. I, I had no clue who was going to who was going to go after it. That's why the the moment that end of Raw became so much bigger than. That's one of my favorite endings of Raw ever. Let's get into one of the most infamous matches on this card. <laughs> A match that the internet. The internet won't let us forget. I'll, I'll say it's infamous. I had some words about it a couple of weeks ago when it was the anniversary of it. And I think I came at it. I feel like it's the most poignant thing, that the most poignant argument that probably anyone has put together um, on this because everyone just harps on like, wow, this match is racist as fuck. Like, you know, not to say that <laughs> there's parts of it that <laughs> linger match, on that. The match is good. The socio-political stuff that's happening outside of the match is very bad. And we can talk about that. How did you feel about them highlighting in the in the video package? It's very much highlight this man used to be a criminal and now he's reformed. And now he's going up um to face the world champion Triple H. I feel like this is it's a good story in a sense, but it's also like focusing on like they make a heavy thing to focus on his criminal past. King Even in the King was out of control, absolutely unhinged. I, I think that I think Lawler was the most annoying part of this match. I feel like if you don't have Lawler harping every two seconds about he he gave he was given birth on a pool hall, called the police three or four times, all of this stuff. Like like they made a concerted effort and a concerted point to make Triple H go out there and say, I am not doing this because of racial. I'm doing this because of the situation. Like he had a promo where he says, this is there's nothing racial about this. I think that them continuing yeah, after that, that, that part isn't remembered as much as that, which you nap your head and you're doing exactly. your dances. And exactly. And he, he goes out to do that. And I was like, that is y'all's moment to fix this. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not absolving Triple H or anyone for, for doing that. Like that is your moment to go away from it and make it pure skill. But what you did, what they continued to do was to continue to make it about his hair, all of this other stuff that had nothing to do with the actual match. And that's what makes it worse. And that's yeah, why the that's dancing, jail, the, the grew up as, you know, one of like many kids without a father, all this other stuff like that. And it's like, I think from a standpoint and, and what's so weird about it is like when you have white men telling this story. These are the mm-hmm. th- kind of things that they want to harp on because they feel like this is more admirable, that this black man worked through all these different things and now he's on the level of this white man. Well, he's clearly not on the fucking same level. You can see from this match he's not on the same level. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you don't have diversity back there, it's like they're telling the story. And I mean, shout out to Booker for taking it, but I also think Booker, my argument with all of this was that at this point, Booker knows no better. Right. He's had to work in a white male dominated industry and play that game and play favor to them for quite some time. Um, so he doesn't really know better other than I'm going to just do what I got to do because this is what I'm paid to do. Um, all the other stuff. And he still de- defends it to this day or doesn't think it to this day. And 
I think what people majority want is them to just kind of like say like that this was wrong. And yeah. I think in any situation, we still haven't heard that from any parties involved. Um, maybe JR, uh, but JR is just a part of this as anybody else, to be honest with you. Um, well, well, JR, honestly, like, he got annoyed with, with King during this match. He got really annoyed with King. And I feel like they probably had a conversation after this because, like, King calmed the fuck down right after the match. He, he didn't stop when JR said, like, JR damn near said, God damn it, shut up. Like, he almost was like, shut up, try to talk about the match and King's being fucking annoying. But it's like, it got too much. Like, let, let's just wide open. The match is real good. The match is super yes. solid. It, it is a it is a triple H match. Booker T gets a lot, a lot more than I remembered him getting. He he made mm -hmm. he, he was on Triple H's ass. Like it, but it was again, it was a basic Triple H at that time match. Rick interferes, Triple H gets the win. Da -da -da -da. I think that everything outside of this match created such a toxic atmosphere for this match to not be looked at the same way no one looks at the rest of this match they look at they look at the, the finish and the finish is egregious but at the same time when you think about it meals the pedigree was putting a lot of people out and, and that's really what it was but i did count 20 seconds from that from the pedigree to the pin and that is pretty egregious especially for a match of this type he i was like yo you could have kicked out at that point that we just saw jericho kick out of a super right. kick less time than that yeah no, absolutely. Um, notable things about this match. Triple H wearing purple tights. <laughs> something that you'll never see. I think it happens. He wears two different colors on WrestleMania. One is purple and one is white. And the rest of it is just black. Um, the Indian Deathlock. What a what a racially powered move. <laughs> Lord, terrible name, by the way, for that for that move. Uh, but uh, like JR was losing his shit. <laughs> JR could not get enough of that Indian Indian Deathlock. Deathlock. You haven't seen that in years. Wait a minute. I'm not really applied. Oh my God. And that move would end up becoming like a Triple H staple for quite some time after that. Yeah. I think the last time I remember him using it for sure was like against Cena. No, he used it against Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he used it against Daniel Bryan. Um, he did a lot of shit against Daniel Bryan that he don't normally do or he didn't usually do hey, man. at that time. But yeah, scissors kick, but Booker's legs is apparently broken. <laughs> so he can't <laughs> fucking fast enough. Um, so Triple H kicks out of the scissors kick. Um, but his legs aren't broken enough for him to go to the top rope and do the Harlem hangover. <laughs> it was mania. Uh, it, it was mania. Uh, let him bust out his right moves, man. Fell right like, on Triple H's. Yeah, he's like, I'm losing anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, Flair puts Triple H's leg on the bottom rope. He kicks out at two. Um, Booker two into the ropes. He collapses. Triple H hits the pedigree. Hunter crawls over to Booker. It takes him, like you legitimately said, like 20 fucking seconds to seconds. crawl over and gets the three. Pedigree. One thing you also note. <laughs> From pedigree no, to say, One thing you also noted about this match is how weird Nick Patrick isn't WWE? He don't look right. <laughs> he don't look comfortable. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, he on the edge. They, they probably eat his food and shit. Probably make him carry his bags and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he don't. He don't it's look right. Man. He he looked like he's like 
I if I make one, like you said, if I make one mistake, I'm out of here and I need this money. And and sure enough, he's doing what he got to do. Yeah. Um, match is over. It is what it is. Um, just another WCW does guy. Does it make you mad? Still? Me? No. But I do wish that people took more accountability in terms of like what actually happened in this match and stuff. Because like Bruce Pritchard saying like there's nothing racial about this match is just like, bruh. That's just it's like disgusting. It's someone who came up with part of this thing and vehemently uh, denies that racial was any. It's not that it's necessarily even if it wasn't the motivation for this feud, you incorporated it, and it was in poor taste. Yeah. So him never detracting from it, and then also Booker kind of like you know, huh, you know, it's cool, man. I'm good with the finish. You know what I'm saying? I'm still. You know, I won the world championship like three years after this, so it is what it is. Um, doesn't really make it any better, so I get why people think, but I'm not really mad about this. It, it, you know, yeah, I, th- I think people lump this in with the baggage. Uh, the, the baggage of this match is lumped in with too many things. I think that have nothing to do with what this match Triple was. H's it, power ring, backstage yeah. powers. <laughs> yeah, like, it, well, well, past this, I think that. I think Kofi losing to Brock gets lumped into this. I think that mm-hmm. Bianca's 26 seconds gets unfairly linked into this. Biggie losing the title gets unfairly linked into this. The, those are not examples of black people being put down and berated the way Booker T was. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like those are not the same instances. You can't compare those. They're not ALIs. They're not one of one. You can only compare Booker's situation to this situation only because it's the only time. If I can remember that they've ever done anything like this, and that's why yeah. it's taste and it's hard to watch and it's hard to listen to. It's even harder listening to King's rapist ass say any of this shit, knowing that he likes fucking fucking with young girls. They're 16 yeah. years old and shit. I don't give a fuck. I know he just had a stroke. I don't give a shit. That's 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 where it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like you cannot conflate this with with these situations. One that was to get the title onto somebody else because they had the bigger idea and it had nothing to do against Kofi. The other, which had to do with a situation that again, no one likes to talk about, where of, of which some, something had to make it, they had to call an audible. You know, like there are instances and there are ways you could you could probably make arguments that black talent gets put down. But this this mm-hmm. is this is a special case where they were fucking out of out of line and they've still never said sorry about it. These other people got theirs later. Yeah. They got theirs. Booker to me never never in the eyes of a lot never of people never recovered from this. No, no, absolutely not. Um, so after this, we get a video package about WrestleMania 20 that's coming in Madison Square Garden. Boy, is that a hustling backwards <laughs> from 50,000 people to like 19,000. <laughs> um, it's great to have them at Madison Square Garden, don't get me wrong, but boy, is it no way you could have broken even with that. shit. Um video package for Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan, who truly is the mastermind behind WWE. Who is Was it Vince McMahon who created Hulkamania, or was it Hulk Hogan who created Hulkamania? First of all, unhinged, <laughs> argument. unhinged argument. I'm just like, what? That's why I'm like, y'all, y'all old niggas love to bring in that type of shit that's going to make y'all mad later. 
when when y'all do shit like this. Like the, the fans don't care about who created Hulkamania. Why why should Hulk Hogan the babyface care? Hey man, you do, you testified against me in federal court. <laughs> That's that, was, that shit was with the footage was like all right, y'all <laughs> doing too much. Like him walking out the court, I'm like yeah, these niggas is wild. <laughs> Hey man, he came for blood. I I hate on this. I hate we never get the Jimi Hendrix Hulk Hogan thing. What did you think about the, the makeup? What did you think about the makeup theme they had for this? I don't. It's not even like cool. I don't know. I still got the original theme in my head, but nah, it's it's, it's never, trash. You see Hogan do this, and it's like ah no, he that's not it. <laughs> he don't got the nah. song. I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's on the DVDs. If you can find the DVDs, it's still on the DVDs. Okay. All right. We'll rock it on the DVD. Um, Vince McMahon comes out and the juice is loose. Is <laughs> all I have to say about that. My <laughs> man is extra jacked. He is, he is on another level. Like he came in trying to look like the devil and the final boss all in one. <laughs> and guess what about this match? Guess what about this match? What? This match is fantastic <laughs> it's good i keep seeing all like i i was looking at some uh some reviews of this match they're giving it two stars and shit like that i'm like bro what this is sports entertainment at all at all costs like yes yes it's sloppy but it looks like a fight it looks yeah. like a fight like it really does look like they was they was throwing fucking hands more than a lot of the shit that they was doing on this car not to say that it's not good but it's like there was no mat wrestling this is just straight. Put your sh- put them shits up, and and I thought that it, it succeeded in that. And I mean, you could just call it, like I did not expect Hogan to take all of the shit that he took in this match, and he he did it with a smile. There was no interference. You know what I'm saying? There's no like Vince McMahon uses like evil goons to get his side of the things. Like at some point, Vince McMahon is beating this man's ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like lead pipe to the head blood everywhere um leg drop off the ladder through the table um what else happened in this match uh oh fucking hugo taking (laughs) the spanish announcement what was that about that was fire i was like why is hugo taking well first of all meals unprotected hair headshots with the chairs not cool he he do it for the best not cool. Unprotected hitch, uh, unprotected chair shots. Not cool. Not That's cool. Like baked potato that had ketchup all over it. Uh, <laughs> he looked crazy. And then they're just ble- Vince is bleeding buckets. He, I think he bladed too hard. But um, yeah. Hogan's but it was bleeding. part of the story. He probably rubbed that shit all over his face when he reached under the ring too. He probably I'm like, so I'm like, how the fuck is it not in your eyes? That's that was my question. But I, I thought yeah. that again. He does the moment, the moment where you know. He comes up under. <laughs> He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> classic fucking. Set. Listen, man, look, yo, say what you will, only man. Him, only him and Stephanie get it. Yeah, that understand. Like, say what you will. Like, he's a fucking worker. That leg, that leg drop off the top. He took that. He ate that shit. He he was not afraid to do that off the ladder. Like. This is a wild nigga, bro. Like he's then he does this. He milks the the ear thing for all it is fucking worth. I said this is this is 
one of the greatest heels of all time in ring and out ring. Let's just be clear. But Piper comes out with the pipe. What was that about? I'm still confused. <laughs> it's playing into Piper hating Hogan from from the from the moment he, you know, what I'm saying these these two had their feud, but also he hates Vince too. And that was him getting his shot in. And it was just the crowd fucking went crazy at that part. Because again, this the callbacks to so many things and that being the ultimate callback, I wouldn't call Piper Hogan's ultimate rival, but I would say that he's one of his best rivals in his career. And this and then Piper and, and Vince's falling out had a lot to had, had a lot of story to it too. I thought it was it was it was magnificent. It was amazing. Um you know, eventually Hogan kicks out the pipe shit. <laughs> he gets piped in the head, <laughs> kicks out of it, hulks up. Um, eventually, you know, gets his win back, hits Vince McMahon with an unprecedented three leg drops in a row. Mm. Boy, that man needed hip surgery after that shit. I know he did. Bro, his bitch, his ass was stinging, bro. He was like, ah, <laughs> why, bro? Like, there was. Two moments of pain in this show. That's the first moment of pain that I would see. Hits him with three leg drops, pins him. He wins the match. After the match, Shane McMahon walks out. I believe this is like the first time we're seeing Shane McMahon since. I mean, he was teased for GM earlier this year a little bit, but this is like really the first time since Survivor Series 2001. Yeah. Um, and he comes out. Hogan invites him to the ring. As Vince McMahon is leaving... Fuck you guys. Fuck you forever. Um, <laughs> but, but I, but what did the same thing lead to? I forgot. I forget. Nothing, right? Shane doesn't lead to shit. No. Yeah, it doesn't Shane, lead to anything. Yeah, yeah, doesn't lead to anything until he doesn't get involved again until Shawn Michaels WrestleMania. Um, Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. Yeah, that, um, yeah. I, I thought it was, it, it, it was odd to me that he came out. I, I couldn't remember if Shane had anything to do with it, but I do know that. Vince would align with uh we'll talk about it later. But what did you think was better this or uh Sean and Vince? That was a mania though. What was the other Vince match that happens two years after this? No, that it's it, Sean and Vince happens. Um Sean and, Sean Vince, and Vince. It's three I years after, right? Sean and Vince, yeah. It it happens at twenty two. Um I haven't seen Sean and Vince in a long ass time. I remember all the crazy shit, like the Spirit Squad getting involved, yeah. the massive elbow drop through the table. I don't know. I, I like Sean, this. Sean I think Sean and Vince is better. I feel like this, they, this was playing. He was in his bag with this one. I don't know. But I got I to gotta go back and see the Shane and Vince one, too. Um, but he was in his bag with this one. Um Next match, well, first of all, Limbiscuit comes out and performs Crack Attic. I'm a crack addict. Skip, skip. <laughs> um, next matchup, next main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, third time at WrestleMania. Um, as we know, this ends up being Stone Cold Steve Austin's final match, final official match in WWE. Um, it's a... The story behind this is crazy. Like, it really, really is. Um, it's a... Stone Cold walks out WWE last year. They eventually make amends with Vince McMahon. 
He's scheduled to come back. He comes back at no way out to one of the biggest pops you've ever heard in your fucking life. Beats up Eric Bischoff. <laughs> um, then he's on his way to have this match with The Rock. But along the way, he's discovering from years and years of just wrestling and stuff, even on the bad neck that he's always had, that bag stack of dimes that he's always had, um, his body is breaking down in the worst way possible, like the worst way. Um, and this is, I believe, his only official match since returning since the walkout. Um, he would have a medical episode, as I would like, that's what I call for old people. Um, <laughs> a medical episode the night before where he was in the hospital. They won't make the decision that this is probably going to be his last time in the ring. I think he's perfectly fine with it. This is a great stage to kind of go out on. And yeah, he's he's wrestling, and you look at him and knowing everything you know, and it's like, damn, this brother's in pain. Yeah, I mean, I said this to you too. Like, there's a real dark cloud over this over this match. It's, it feels really somber watching it back when you know. Um, yeah. When I was a kid, I was in awe that Austin lost this match. I was I was like, I wasn't a kid. I was 16. When I was a teenager, I was in awe. I was like, I can't believe he fucking lost this match. But I didn't understand, you know what I'm saying, the machinations of what was going on in the back, you know, backstage. But I, I tried to look at this through a different lens. Like, I've, I've, I've gone on record with Meals and said that I, I didn't like this match. Like, this was, this was my skip uh, on, the, on the show because I'm such a stone cold mark. I was like, I can't, I can't see him go out like this. And he lost in his last match. And, like, it, would, it just didn't feel like the same. You know what I mean? And obviously, he wasn't moving the same way. The Rock is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. <laughs> Rock is very spry, in fact. Yeah, he, he's doing. He's he's been on sets eating salads and chicken and shit like that. Like Hollywood water, baby. Yeah, he, drinking Voss water. Like he's very he's very like energetic in this match. And Austin, he just looks tired, bro. Like he looks really tired, and it's tough to look at him like this. Like he physically, he looks okay. But as the match goes on, he's changing colors like he's a fucking troll. Uh, he's from yeah. red to blue to purple. Like he's all over the place. There's a lot of theatrics in this match. Rock throwing on the jacket, um, blue fez, stunners, and stuff like that. But it ends up being, um, first of all, he hits the people elbow and Austin sells it crazy. He sells it like his ribs has been broken and shattered in half. Was it selling or was it for real? <laughs> but the Austin eventually falls to not one, not two, but three painful looking rock bottoms. And the rock finally beats Austin at WrestleMania. I think it's a great story that they told that um Austin usually doesn't lose. And in a sense, like even still. In, in in Austin fashion, he loses, but his music is still the one playing at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it was poetic. It was poetic because it took three to take him out. Three matches, three rock bottoms. Um, he looked like those rock bottoms. Yeah, they share a moment. I don't think that did anyone, and you guys can answer this too. Did anybody, as a child, as a teenager, or the first time you saw this match, did anyone notice? Did anyone? noticed that rock was talking to him didn't even think it was weird didn't even think it was odd because rock is smart he turns away from hard camera 
to to yeah. say stuff to him. So he's facing away from where the camera is. You only get the like at the end, yeah, and he yeah. sees the cameras on him. Then he he goes to go like, you know, what I'm saying, go talk to all his people. Comes back into the ring, says thank you again, pats him on his chest, or I guess he's I think I think the last time he said I love you or something like that, and that's when he said also said I love yeah. you. And he heads uh, up the he with the ramp because he leaves the ring to Austin. Yeah. And and you know. it, it's Austin doesn't leave his boots there, but he does he does salute everyone and and, he, and he's on his way. Um, Jr.'s call here at the end when Austin's walking out is is one of the one of the greatest calls. I I do selfishly feel like I wish Jr. was there last year. To give one more great call for Austin's return, yeah, that would have been that would have been something else. That would have been that would have been really incredible to, for for Jr. to have been there for him to return like a moment between those two. Obviously, that can't be, but I, I hope that in the in the future, if if stars align and Austin's able to do one more, one more, that that we can do that. <laughs> Absolutely, um, it ends. It's great. Austin's retired after this. He's fucked up. But speaking of people who are fucked up, let's get to the main event. <laughs> They're both um, fucked up by the end of this. Kurt Angle is going into this match with a broken freaking neck. And it kind of warrants to the 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 drive of Kurt Angle that has always been his greatest um strength, but also his greatest like weakness something that's always held him back because it's this drive that has him worked through in the in injuries and it's this drive that i mean the way he walks right now is incredibly funny um but and 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 i'd say that's for his drive he didn't want to give up the wrestlemania main event mm-hmm. could he have like i broke my neck i don't really want to do this yeah but he was like you know what stick a needle in me and let's get through this match itself and I think he earned a lot of respect this night from people backstage for putting it on this match because before he has that neck injury, he is legitimately, I mean, that 2001 through 2003 run is incredible. And I think 2003, he has this amazing match with Crispin Watt at the Royal Rumble. And he is, he is a wrestling machine. He yeah. is good. Um, but he's also... Pushing, he's also pushing his body far beyond the means of what yeah. his body can do anymore because he was yeah. doing this every night, and that's the problem, yeah. and that would end up being the problem. Um, Brock Lesnar debuted just a year before this incredible run to survive SummerSlam, loses it at Survivor Series. Kurt Angle gets the WWE Championship, and now it's about Brock Lesnar's run towards getting his WWE Championship back. Which, in all means, I mean, they gave him they gave him the works. Royal Rumble win, beating up Big Show, it was <laughs> slapping bad. around. What do you but think I'm, was the better run? What do you think was the better run? The 2002 or 2003 run? The 2002 not, or 2003. Yeah, for for Brock, the run to the title. 2002 was pretty fire. 2002 this was, was like an anomaly. This this 2003 to me, I don't think the build to this was was as, as good. Um, Brock turns heel again pretty fast after this is over. He's healed by SummerSlam. I think he's always had a natural um, 
he's never been co- not as comfortable as he is now, but he definitely wasn't comfortable then being on his own, especially when Heyman turns on him. Um, he doesn't have that mouthpiece, and he's got to kind of articulate and, and, and be his own mouthpiece and have his own charisma and stuff like that, and it never felt like he got very into that, and I never felt he was very good at it, especially at this point. Um, but it's always been his natural ability and his raw strength and all that stuff that's kind of carried him. Um, This match happens. It's a good (laughs) match. It is a good match. It's a great match. I've seen people go five on it. I I, I won't argue if you go five on this match. I won't argue if you go five. I won't argue if you go five on either of the, either of the, either, I mean, there's three matches you could realistically go five on. The right. Fringe What's crazy? This match probably could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if his neck wasn't broken, it probably could have been better. I. There was a lot of mat wrestling here, and if you're into that, you yeah. got that. There was a lot of pro wrestling in here, and, and, and for better or fucking for worse, if you see what hey, Brock was Taz, trying to do. Taz and Cole calling the main event of WrestleMania. I mean, Taz has the best call of the night when he when he calls it. He says this is the greatest WrestleMania probably ever, and he got to call it. And I think that that's a, that's a good tip on his hat. Um, I, I think that as far in terms of this match, we had already done so much finisher spam on this show that to me it kind of lost it when we were doing all of these ankle locks and we were doing all of these F fives. They should have left it to this match because I feel like Angle kicking out of the F5 is a pretty fucking big moment, Mills. You know what I mean? Like, no one really had done that at that point. And, and Angle did it, but it was softened by the blow of Austin kicking out of two fucking rock bottoms. So it's like at that point, which is the stronger finisher here? Right, right, right. Um, he kicks out of two uh, F5s, which prompts Lesnar to go up to the top rope and make a daring decision. That we've since learned was Kurt Angle's idea. Ah, yeah. Kurt Angle said that he he told Brock go ahead and go do it. He's seen. He said he had seen Brock do the uh, shooting star press before in OVW to win matches, um, and he said go ahead, go do it. And uh, in Brock's book, he says he goes up. I think Brock says he see the lights. He saw the crowd. He saw Kurt singlet, which, which meant that he knew that he did it. But I guess he slipped on the he slipped on the the wet ropes. I mean, it's it's a four-hour show. Those ropes are probably drenched in sweat. Man, Kurt Angle's pretty fucking far. I was like, nigga, you would have never reached. <laughs> I said that too. I said that too, right? And I was like, well, maybe he just he he could just do it because I think Kurt says on the on the podcast with with um with uh what's his name Conrad that he had seen him do it that far before, so that's why he uh, had pushed him. Like, okay, go ahead and do it. But even I was like, why didn't you, watching the back, I'm like, why didn't you just pull him towards you? Well, he was probably out of it already on adrenaline, and these motherfuckers were just wrestling so fucking hard. This is a hard-hitting match, too. You could tell they were, they weren't, like, holding their holds away. Like, they were actually holding each other tight and, like, doing all these moves. Yeah. Uh, Angle, Angle got Brock up for a fucking flipping belly-to-belly overhead throw. Brock does a fucking flip. There's a lot of shit going on here. And then he does the shooting star press, lands neck Next, like first onto the the mat, and Kurt's kind of stuck. He he lands damn near on his head, and all the weight comes down on his head. Which yeah, is like really, 
the the ending blow, and he talks about it in the mania of doc, uh, the the mania of WrestleMania documentary, and he's like, "Yeah, I just felt my entire head and neck get warm, really, really warm." <laughs> and he was out of it. Kurt recalls, he's like, "I'm telling him, like, yo, bro, get up," and he's like, uh. and he's like oh, <laughs> "Luckily, this man is a professional." Puts his body on. His body is like natural reaction is to hit an F five and go for the cover. He's spinning him for the F five that third one for like ten seconds because it, I think he's like like trying to get ready to throw him over his head because he's fucking he's gas he's fucked up and he he like you said he finishes him. I think Kurt goes for the the pin because he's like Brock, you got to kick out of this pen because he's like. I think he says, I don't want this title no more. Like, I, I, I don't want this shit no more after this. He, yeah. he, he finishes him with the F5. Then they're both down. Brock is in the corner like. He <laughs> is done. Like, my Kiero is like, yo. You got to get up. You look at the end of it. It's like nobody's home. Nobody. He's got, like, blood. He's got blood coming out of his nose. That's how fucked he is after that landing. Yeah. Kurt says that Brock was supposed to pick up Kurt and they were supposed to hug after this and they were supposed to be friends. Yeah. But Kurt comes over to him, it picks him up and they shake hands. Brock says in his book he uh he that he he didn't suffer any major injuries after that. He did have a concussion though. And uh and, and that's the that's the extent of the injuries that he got from that. Absolutely. But you know what? They crowned him. Um Lesnar was off a few weeks after that. Kurt Angle was <laughs> off a few months after that. Um, but they have the WrestleMania. Honestly, one of the best WrestleManias ever. I mean, this is this is really really fucking good. Um, I'll be I'll I'll, I'll be controversial and say this is the number one. And I'll say that I'll say that I I really loved last last year's night one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's this in night one last year thirty eight night one are some of the best to me. So, quick thing, Observer afterwards, Observer, Observer post thing. Um, do, 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 let's see. It says, I'm trying to see, da, 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 before the fans, da, 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 this probably ranks two. Um, the most important factor is not an injury situation. TNN and UPN were told months ago about the impending switch of Austin and Rock. The Austin switch ended up having to be delayed when Brock Lesnar deal wasn't made in time to get him for the match at WrestleMania. Once Rock and Austin became a match, they both had to be on the same show. So I believe either Rock was supposed to be on SmackDown and or Austin was supposed to be on SmackDown, but it's clear they weren't supposed to be on the same shows. Um, it appears that Austin will remain on Raw either as a fired employee who continually harasses Bischoff in some form or we put it in a position to be where he more legitimately threatens uh, Bischoff. Um, Angle finds out about this new form of surgery <laughs> um, form. by Dr. J. Dong Joe, <laughs> professor of neurosurgery, neuro, n- neurosurgery um, at the PA hospital. Says he wouldn't need a spinal fusion surgery and recommended against it, claiming such surgery in the long run makes one more susceptible to future injuries of other body parts. He told Angle about it, pioneering a new form of surgery where he instead fuses the vertebrae, as he's done on a lot of WWE superstars as late. 
Um, he would go into the neck, chip off the bone spurs, or press into the spinal cord to cause weakness and reconstruct them um, instead from bones in the hip. So Dr. Youngblood was out of some money after that shit. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think he should have went to Dr. Youngblood. I think that ended up, it may have added some time, but not that much time. Yeah. Um, Goldberg debuts the night after WrestleMania. Uh, massive moment. Spears the Rock were off to the races with the Rock versus Goldberg for Backlash. Um, big surprise was a cameo by Roddy Piper. The funny thing is that Piper had told his friends for weeks that he had an offer to do Mania, but it never got reported because no one <laughs> knew whether to take him seriously. Um, but he'll be doing Piper Pit segments recurringly on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he see, was working. He was working exclusively with Brian Gewertz. Uh, at that time, Gewertz talks about this in his book. Um, he talks about what a what a crazy moment that was for him, and he got to work with Piper. And there was a story where he where um, they had told Piper, "Please do not cuss." Uh, on a segment that they were doing, and Piper says something like "bullshit" or something like that, and he had to admonish uh, Roddy Piper for that. And uh, he always remembers, like, "Hey, I I used to look up to this man. Now I have to tell him that you know he was in trouble." And that was a big moment for Gore. It's really good moment between uh, Piper and and Brian. Um, the show opened with John Cena's rap, which was bumped from the pay per view to Monday Night Heat because all of the famous rapper <laughs> things fell through. Um, as we know, it's originally supposed to be fabulous. He had the fabulous with the mini me, Doctor Evil thing, uh, yeah. and I remember yeah. that that opening and and pretty embarrassing. But he, the rap was good. Absolutely. You know what? Let's leave it there. Um. So this is the final episode of the Draft Diaries, and I say this because we'll be starting a new monthly recurring series surrounded by the diaries so we can float around to different years. So instead of be going through 2003 and trying to figure out all the rest of the stuff to be going up to 2003, we'll be jumping around a couple years. They jumped to 99, maybe 97, 2008, <laughs> 2014. We'll be able to follow all the trends and all this stuff for years and years to come. So, Thank you guys for tuning in to the final episode of the Draft Diaries. Thank you, Justin. We'll no doubt be on future episodes of this shit in any iteration that it is. Um, If it's WCW, just know that you guys, it's because of you guys. It's because of the fans. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny as fuck. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. And yeah, see you guys next time.